Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake Tier List Season. Myself, Davis Wimbledon, and Jilly Goggles as we go through the top second baseman today. Uh, there was a nice moment before this where we were discussing which should we do? First base got thrown out. Mm. Jolly got scared. He's <laughs> a little intimidated by the first baseman. Liar. So we landed on second base, and I got scared because <laughs> I did my top 10 list last year, and second base was my most crucified list, but I'm scared to dip my toe back in, but I'm excited to do it with you guys. That's sweet. How about that? How you doing, y'all? I'm good. Feeling good. Had a nice busy Tuesday. Just shot a video with Joe's, mm. which is fun. And Jake, this is a different ball game. This is not a top 10 list. It's a tier list, yeah. which means that if we need to, we can put guys in the same tier. And that's a big time case at second base because I feel like a lot of these guys are really, really good. Maybe not elite, mm. but you can throw them all in one category and say, that's a nice crop. There's a lot of action for the top, and I think we can check off the top. Um, unlike we have with other lists, and last time we even left it blank because we were getting ready for Evan Carter <laughs> to do his thing in left field. The six categories we currently have lined up, shop mm. John Boy Media, shop.johnboymedia. The six categories we have lined up, shop.johnboymedia. Uh, top one is can he play baseball? Odd one for an S-tier list, but if you know, you already know, so yep. we'll get there in a second. Secondly, we have could win MVP, which you don't expect that for a second tier, but some of these second basemen, my goodness. Uh, the third category is four war easy. Mm. Uh, if you're familiar with the second base position, if you can hit a little bit and field a little bit and you're out there every day, you can get four war. Uh and so that column, I think, might get full. And then, Jolly, I'll give you the honors because this was a little bit of you and a little bit of every baseball nerds categories. Some guys can hit. Some guys can field. Not everyone can do both. For our hitting second baseman, we have Dan Ugla mm. as a tier. Dan Ugla, you're not upset with him in your field. I mean, that guy could hit. He played second base, maybe not well, but he was an all-star. That's one of our tiers. Mm. The other tier, Darwin Barney. Yeah. The guys that can pick it haven't quite developed the stick yet. Darwin Barney was a nice player. He was good. Could really pick it in the field. He's our fielding specialty there. Darwin Barney. Uh, that is that is maybe one of the last. <laughs> <laughs> what do you 20th century second baseman. Jake, he led the league in D-War in 2012. There was no better defensive second baseman or defensive fielder. And we support that. We support We're him. happy. We're happy for him. Um, and then the final category. Again, this is a show we support and love the players that the final tier is never going to be like, this guy. Uh, the final tier has become a Dan or Darwin. Thought about making some Darwinism jokes, um, evolve, become uh, a lot of young guys and, I don't know, some other guys that mm. pick a lane, pop. <laughs> pick P-A-L-P, palp. <laughs> Going back to our list, 
are starting our list. And there was some off-mic arguments about this. And Jolly, I will let you argue it. I am going to put Mookie Betts in the Can He Play Baseball. Yeah. S-tier part of the list. If you have the audio clip, BBD, it is one of the best audio clips ever made. Um, I know you're doing Mm. double time over there, but um, it's one of the few things that gets me out of bed in the morning is hearing (laughs) A-Rod make up a conversation he had with Big Poppy years ago about a young Mookie Betts. Um, And I think this is open to debate, and, you know, we normally jump around here a little bit, but maybe we... I said, Poppy, can he play baseball? He said, man, can he play baseball? <laughs> Still not really sure what that is. Um, but thank you, Rod. Uh, and maybe this kicks off... Well, how about there? there's one guy? Because mm. I there's going to be a couple people that end up on that second row that are very good ball players. Mookie Betts, I have in a very rare air. Uh, He was the best kind of defensive right fielder in the game that is now casually playing second base, which that in and of itself is something. Uh, And I think year in, year out, who Mookie Betts is and where he would be ranked on the top five to ten players in baseball list, I think the other people trying to make that argument can't make it as strong. But there is one person that I do think full-blown deserves to be mentioned with him, but I don't think he's on the same tier. Yeah, you mentioned a pre-show argument. Uh, I was fighting for recent World Series champion Marcus Simeon. Fight for it. Win me over. A couple top three MVP finishes in the past few years. Even that, quote-unquote, down 2022, he's still a 5.8 war player, which is not exactly good. It's on the elite level. Yeah. Marcus Simeon has become a plus defensively in addition to the stick that he can swing. Uh, but the thing is, we added a tier above could l- win a league MVP for the guy that has already done it. Mookie Betts has already been an MVP. He was runner-up last year. He came close on getting uh, his second one there. He is a league above. There's some air of mystery, not really, with him playing second base full-time for the first time because we've already seen him do it last year, and he did it incredibly well because he's a freak of nature who also can bowl really well, too, and it bears (laughs) mentioning. Uh, So Mookie Betts, I think he does have that head and shoulders above kind of tier to him, and it is always nice when we can put somebody at a definitive number one and say, this is the guy that runs the table at this position, but Marcus Semyon is not incredibly far behind, in my opinion, and I still think he has... Some great years ahead of him on a stacked Texas Rangers team. Simeon's just kind of wild because he's almost reverse aging. Like, he has the breakout season in 2019 with Oakland. It's crazy. um, Which that looked like the outlier, the shortened 2020 season where he has to hit free agency after 53 not great games. Mm. Uh, And then he totally redeems himself with Toronto. Uh, signs the big boy contract with Texas. Last year, like you're saying, the war ended up there. He plays great defense. He got his counting stats. I mean, a 26 homers, 25 stolen bases. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that stat line in 2022, 248-304-733. Yeah. I think Texas fans were a little, at age 31 season, a little, hey, how are you? First year of the deal. Leads the league in hits and runs. Last year, 29 homers, 100 RBI, 14 steals, 826 OPS, third in the MVP. Um, 
All of that being said, where Mookie Betts' numbers ended up last year, 39 homers, mm. 307, 408, a 987 OPS. Um, that a certain point in baseball, and if I have any Little League listeners listening, hitting matters more. <laughs> I'm sorry, Darwin Barney. <laughs> oh. If you hit, we will find a spot for you. There's only... I would say there's two players in baseball every year that can hit and are struggling to find playing time. They'll find a place for you if you can hit. I promise you that. Um, it's not always that way with fielding. Right. Uh, and Mookie Betts, career 900 OPS, 294 batting average. Uh, he usurped both those numbers last year. So, again, father time. Both these guys are just punching in the mouth. Um, and Mookie Betts has a chance to be like inner circle Hall of Fame where Marcus Simeon, I was a little surprised. I mean, 40-something career war for Marcus. If he puts up a couple like last year and you compare, second, compare second baseman to second baseman, he feels like the next interesting Hall of Fame convo guy. He feels kind of like he could do the Beltrathern where he was good those first 10 years and then he was great. The last ten, which I, I'm excited for as well, but it, it it's Mookie, it's Mookie, it's Mookie. I, I the only thing I'd fight you on Beltre. I mean, God, he racked up a lot. Yeah, like I could Marcus Simeon be a Longoria type Ooh. conversation, kind of. Oh. But I don't know. In a way, he's peaking. So Marcus Simeon, prove us wrong. But that was the original conversation, and I think at the top of the second base list. Um, there's a little 1A, 1... I won't say 1B, because I think Mookie's 1. It's 1 and 2. If, if all of these players were presented in front of you, and you had to pick one guy for your season, I think it's Mookie Betts. But Jake... I think it's Mookie Betts. I think there's a 2A, 2B, if we want to continue progressing. There is. Let's go down the list until mm. we stop and we completely audible, because that's the perk <laughs> of the tier list. Introduce so them. So oh. was Simeon in the same tier? I have I Simeon in a not. tier below. Yeah, Just tier below. I have Simeon in a tier below. And I one A one B talk got me nervous. That yeah, I was. Wrong. I got. I got nervous. But now this two B makes things very interesting as well. You got to respect resumes. You got to respect mentioned Hall of Fame. <laughs> Talking about Cooperstown bound players. The guy that just signed a new deal is going to retire with his team, probably become the greatest player ever in that franchise's history, and it's Jose Altuve. I mean, he only played 90 games last season. Age 33 season, going to be 34 this year. But at the same, he still had a 915 OPS, and he's still Jose Altuve in the field, still stealing bags. Like, he's still that guy. So if you get a full, even 140 games out of Jose Altuve, it's a shoo-in to be a top three second baseman in the league, top two even. I think Semyon's edge over him right now for me personally is being out there every day. Semyon played all 162 last year. You can't tell me that doesn't mean anything, especially when that team goes on to win the World Series. Um, the other thing is like, you know, loaded Houston lineup. You can argue that for Semyon as well, but I think age plays a factor, but they're both here and could le win a league MVP, especially because, you know, with no more Otani in the American League, I know you got it's Judge there, open. you got Soto there. Obviously, they're going to be in play, but like it becomes 
kind of fun again, becomes open. Like, oh, I wonder who's going to win MVP this year. And it wouldn't shock me if, one, either of these guys placed highly, or two, either of them just went off completely and won an MVP award. I know Altuve's done it before. 2017, it was a while ago at this point. Uh, but he's still that caliber of player, in my opinion. In 2022, he finished fifth in MVP voting. In the past two seasons, because he did get hurt last year, he, mm. he got involved in the season late. So his last two seasons, 231 games, pretty good sample. 304, 390, a 529 slug. Jeez. A 157 OPS. Like, there's, and Jal, I'm, I'm not, because I agree with you on everything Simeon. Someone could present a Jose Altuve over Simeon argument that outside of health can be tough to defend. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What a freak. He would be the smallest person in the room right now. Yeah. It's nuts. Nuts. I mean, it's, it's insane that we get to watch these two play each other for like the next, what, six or seven years at this point? A little Texas rivalry. It's fun. Uh, that Jose Altuve is on that line with Simeon. Again, the second line is could win MVP, and those two <laughs> could win MVP, um, which is just pure insanity. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anyone else. I think a, a line in the sand gets drawn there. You think so? I, it's, it's tough because you have a bunch of guys in four war easy that I think are really interesting, and the upside is completely there in a lot of different ways for all of them. Right. Um, but if we're talking complete packages, and I know you know a lot about that, uh, it's those three guys, Betts, Semyon, Altuve. Okay. One, two, three. I think oh, you're right. Did I say uh, something? I, I think you're right. Uh, I think you're right. Thanks. It's nice to hear. God, looking at, looking at a lot of pretty faces <laughs> that play a lot of good <laughs> baseball. Uh, and a lot of tears that I, I think could frustrate people because I think a lot of I think a lot of teams very much like their second baseman. Yeah. Um, let's um, let's let's take a time from okay. the top of the list. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh, Filling some bottoms. Yeah. Uh, that final column, as you mentioned, the bottom three columns, which that's a rude way to phrase it, because Dan Ugla had some massive seasons. Darwin Barney, your hero, apparently. Love him. Gold Glove winner. And then we had the Become Dan or Darwin. Let's check off a couple names. Okay. Uh, let's get a couple of the kids out of the way. Um, like, I, I think I'm seeing our friend in Brewer that visited the office. Is that Bryce Terang? Yep. Mm. I think picks it like the Dickens. <laughs> I also, his stolen base numbers impressed me. I, I saw them briefly, but really? I think... I think uh, I think he was taking the bags when he got on base. Unfortunately, um, I don't think he was getting on a base yeah. lot next year. So, hey, hopefully, if those offensive numbers tick up, Bryce Terang, he's the kind of guy that if he develops a little bit of an offensive profile, he can be a four-war easy. I mean, I, I mean, he's got to take a, an obvious step. Yeah, But absolutely. he can run. 
He can play defense. So if he can find his offensive lane, whether that's maybe a low batting average with a little bit of pop uh, or leaning into the speed thing, getting on base a little more and swiping 30, 40 bags. I got something for that, actually. Sure. Um, Speed's there. He's like 98th percentile sprint speed. Had the swipes when he got on base. Can pick it a little bit at second base, too. Um, He's 23. A guy who I think he could be in three years is 26 right now, and that's Nico Horner. Nico Horner was right around league average OPS plus, swiped a lot. He swiped 43 bags last year because he was getting on base more and is obviously great defensively. So there is a lane for Bryce Trang, who was a highly regarded prospect, a high draft pick, to become someone like that. And I think that's perfectly within reason. It's just, you know, he, he was a rookie last year. We haven't really seen the complete package for him yet, but this is a former first-round pick, like, that's, I think, what the Brewers are expecting of him. He has the chance to become Dan or Darwin or potentially one of the four war guys if things click. Be careful with your Nico Horner talk. That's one of the guys that a fan like base gets be. jazzy about. I have a lot of respect for Nico Horner. He, he has some variants on this list for looking at Nico's page a little. Nico Horner. But the, uh, do you see what goodness. I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay. and, and Nico Horner, I just, his... His first 68 games of his career, he had a 72 OPS plus. Yeah. Um, the light bulb goes on at age 24, and he's the Cubs love him as their second baseman, and uh, he won the Gold Glove last year. They he's love awesome. their middle infield. Like uh, the Cubs like what they have going on there. 43 stolen bases from Nico Horner last year. People don't talk about um, him. I think we're about to. Um, Let's get in some more. So, so where'd Bryce Trang end up? He's in the bottom row there. Become yes. Dan or Darwin. I mean, right, what he did offensively last year, you, you, unfortunately, you can't currently give him the benefit of the doubt um, because, yeah, 218, 285 on base, 62 OPS plus. We, right. uh, we need a little more to chew on than that. We need a little bit more to chew on than that. Um, also on the bottom row, I think Colt Keith, no offense, Colt Keith, but we need to see anything. You've got to become him. something. I, I know he hit a lot at AAA last year, and they're excited about him, which is why he got the bag early. But, yeah, we got to see it. That's all. You know, I, I, For the same reason as Westberg there? I think yes. so. We just haven't yeah. seen. Yes. We, just, I, we don't know who you are yet. Yeah. Need more of it. I know they love you. Um, a lot of these guys have had success at AAA. That's how you get to the show. Yes, ma'am. Um, so, yeah, Orioles fans, you'll be instantly mad because you're about to tell us that Jordan Westberg's the next one of your guys. Might be. Wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be surprised if he is. Um, you over Pagaro? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... I'm not familiar with his game. So <laughs> Yover, I didn't know. I said Tukapita's name. Um, yeah. Yover, I would love to become familiar with you. Um, I have one that might take a little bit of thinking, but okay. I think it's become Dan or Darwin. We've seen 64 games of him. He's around league average hitting wise, a uh, little bit of a minus defensively right now had to could didn't win the shortstop job. Vaughn Grissom, who's going to get mm. a decent chunk of playing time in Boston. He is their second baseman. Um, so I think we could see something this year, but I think right now he's uh, become Dan or Darwin. It's, we want to see him become it. It's yeah. fair. He's only played 64 games. He technically has a 287, 339, 746 career you can in it. those games. Yeah. He's very young. Um, and I guess 
we like players a lot, and it's where I, I tell the people I'm, I, I won't be rude to the individual. And it's baseball. One thing clicks in your swing, and right. Bryce Terang's an all-star. Um, came in, kind of good-looking guy, tattoos. Vaughn Grisham, I have a lot of confidence next year he would be Dan Ugla. Mm. But he needs to show that. He's yeah. never played a full season of games. Uh, he's, fine. he's getting his opportunity. He's oddly young. I expect him to see him climb the list. And I wouldn't be shocked, man, if he could become a four-war easy guy. Because I think he can hit that if he can play a lick of defense at second base, which Braves fans said he can, I think you'll see him up here, but he needs to prove that. Um, Let's see. Who else? Uh, Who is it? Luis Garcia? Garcia. Uh, Yes. yes. He's young. Played a lot. He's twenty three. Yeah, he's played four years. He's getting reps. It's nuts. I kind of figure it out by free agency, kid. Curious where you guys land on Brendan Rodgers. Looking at his page, I've seen some de- interesting offensive years. A mixed bag year to year, defensive war wise, which makes me lean. He's become Dan or Darwin. I think I'm in that boat as well with him. Like let's let's do it. I guess here's my question. Sure. We have 317 games from Brendan Rodgers. Right. He's got a little bit of an injury history. I was wondering when you were going to come get your jacket. And he has speed. We tried to give it to Joe's, and he wouldn't take it. He wouldn't really take it out of the room to you. Jimmy O'Brien to. looking oh. handsome. He'll oh. be back. Oh. Um, He's back. Brendan Rodgers yeah. won the gold glove last year. People forget. Or two years ago. I, I, that was not in my brain. 2022. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, that's a good point. Is he Darwin? Career 80, 89 OPS plus. I, if we're going to have this Darwin Barney category, we have to put Someone has to go in it. I'm down. Let's put him there. So you're putting Brendan Rodgers in Darwin? He won a gold glove. I do. Oh, he has a gold glove? He, he won a gold, gold glove. glove. Oh, so he's in. He's this in. From Jimmy Nicky Jimmy Lopez Howard. I have as Darwin Barney. Is that a bribe? Is that a bribe? Oh, wow. Oh. So I get $2 when I get to a million? Or $10 when I get to a million? Never been a math company. Um, congrats. Thanks. And goodbye to Jimmy. Um, Nicky Lopez is on here. He he's, goes there he's for a Darwin me. Barney. Yeah, I think he's a Darwin He's the White Sox second baseman right now. He did. Um, He hit a little bit when he went over to Atlanta because I think there's just something in the water that when you he, go there. He when caught you go fire there, for a few weeks. When you're surrounded by great talent, you just hit a little bit more. But it's still below league average. And I can't bank on him being a Dan Ugla. He's a guy I did a video about before, so I'm, I'm pretty familiar with Nicky Lopez. I just can't find his picture, so I'm moving on. He's in a Braves, Braves hat. Yeah. Oh, my God. And this there's a few Braves in there. That's crazy. He was above league average for 150 games in 2021, played stellar defense. Maybe you can still be that guy. He's Darwin Barney, though. Right when now. you put Nicky Lopez in your lineup. He's nine. You're expecting. Eight or nine. His page looks a lot like Darwin Barney's page. <laughs> right. He's Darwin Barney. He's Darwin Barney. So, so far, you're Darwin, Pop. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Who else? I want to see if there's any easy ones, and I'm not sure there are. Um, Renjifo's a confusing one. Zach yeah. Geloff yeah. is a confusing one. Ooh, Geloff, I think, Ad- needs to be higher. Adam Frazier's a, a, an old become Dan or Darwin. Yeah, oh, I kind of I like him he? on the list. I mean, he's just Adam. Yeah, the, de- the defense doesn't grade out well. Does Adam Frazier get his own tier? 
I mean, he's kind of just Adam. He's Frazier. Adam Frazier. He's not Dan or Darwin. Look, I'm not going to fight Adam you Frazier. if you want to make a an Adam Frazier tier. <laughs> Let's make an Adam Frazier. I kind of like an Adam Frazier tier. And, and above and Dan I'd or like, Darwin. Above? I think it's above. Because at least he is what You're he just, is. Yeah. I know what I'm getting from Adam Frazier. I have it below Darwin. Yes. And above become Dan or Darwin. Yes. Oh, That's cool. what I said. Cool. Be- My bad. Yeah. So it's just tough to With having to sometimes. three, having two names make up three categories, it gets a little tricky. Sure. But that's where Adam <laughs> Frazier is. Um, we love Adam Frazier, obviously. We yeah. do. And, and we'll talk about him getting to the Royals next episode. Mm. But when I it think, comes um, up. I think Ren Hifo goes <laughs> in Dan or Darwin, too. He's been hitting a little bit, though. <laughs> oh, he might be. He might be Adam Frazier. Ren is one of the trickiest ones on the list. And that's we might have to circle back. Sometimes I say stuff like that, and I remember how beautiful it is to be a sports loser. Because <laughs> in truth, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Switch hitter Luis Ren Hifo. Um, he's now part, God, this is going to be his sixth MLB season. He's turning 27 in six days. Good for him. So get your happy birthday Luis Ren tweets out. Uh, he has shown sign of progress. In 2022, he had a 102 OPS plus. Um, in 2023, a 111 OPS plus, uh, where he had 16 homers, and he went nuts in the second half. I believe he got benched. Right, right. Um, and then he kind of went off. His second half splits from last year, uh, 318, 374, a 960 OPS. Jeez, 960? Whoa. Um, he's a lefty mauler. 928 OPS versus lefties, and he was 727 versus righties. Jake, I have good news. Okay. He's third percentile and outs above average. So we have Dan Ugla hopes for Luis Rennie. I think I, you could convince me to put him there. It, the company he keeps is going to be tough for Luis Renjifo. I think the more we fill that in, the more he ends up in Adam Frazier. I think if you just take those last two years, though, you know? I don't know. I'm, he it. is one of the more interesting personalities on this. Okay. Um, I'm going to leave him off for now, but we'll there's an argument back. to be made. Yeah. Um, let's go to four war easy and hop yeah. back up. Let's yeah. get in a little more rhythm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And again, for second base, like I laid out earlier, if you're picking it, that's going to be about two war. And if you have an offensive skill over 150 games, Mm. that'll be about two war. That you can become a four war second baseman. Um, I don't want to say easily because that's downplaying it a lot. Uh, But there's a good group of ball players. you You could regularly see yourself there. Like a guy that I can almost guarantee you almost no matter what happens this year, we'll get four war, is Andres Jimenez. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I couldn't believe, even with the offense this season he had, which was ended up right around league average. I think he had a nicer second half. Cleared four war by a lot. 
5.3, 15 homers, 30 stolen bases. Yeah. Uh, back-to-back gold loves, uh, has a platy uh, as well that, yeah, if he taps into his 2022 where he had a 141 OPS plus, um, that's pretty wild. special, um, and he hits at least a bit. Former Matt. Former Matt who we really, basically the only good part of 2020 for the New York Mets. A lot of bad things that year, a lot of bad pitching. Andres Jimenez was an absolute delight to watch. It was tough to let him go. I mean, obviously, you take Francisco Lindor in that trade. He was tough to let go. So I'm, I'm really happy Cleveland fans are giving him a lot of love because he deserves it. He's a great player. Um, Jake, for this tier, I, I did a little stat head. Okay. Butter knife to try and to try and ease right. things on us a little bit. Get us get at least get a starting point. I can rattle some of those names if that's something you want. I, I want to vocalize Ozzy Albies first, but I want to yeah. do one more thing with Andres Jimenez. Okay. One. Forgot he got an extension. Seven years, one oh six. It's a good one. In Cleveland. Okay. They like him. Okay. Buckle up. He's gonna start making twenty three. Mill a year in 2027. Deserves it, but I forgot about that. But I was just going to say, this next year for me is super interesting for him because Mm. to make that kind of money, you do have to be a slightly better hitter. Yeah. And I think he has that. Like, his career numbers are now a 110 OPS plus, and if he can do that with his fielding. Um, But interesting year. A lot of things didn't go right in Cleveland last year. Like yeah. If he repeated last year, Cleveland fans are telling themselves, wow, the first two years of this deal haven't gone according to plan. You're getting a little slightly nervous about the contract. And, um, uh, like it's not like an all-time bad situation, but like, but it's not fun. His, uh, his September really in. picked up his numbers, too. He was below 730 OPS in every month and then 859 in September. So... Hopefully that's a sign of things that he figured out at the end of the season. Age 25 season, I, I think yeah. there's more, like, I think if there's a player that could jump into the could-win MVP, sneaky Andres mm. Jimenez, if he goes back to his 2022, um, I think he has more hope than some of, well, I shouldn't say some of these other guys. Okay. BBD, you threw the Ozzy Albies out there. Um, when I mentioned second baseman and getting chewed up for how you rank them, Ozzy Albies was one of the guys for me that Braves fans, and rightfully so, will go to war for Ozzy Albies. Yep. Because he is a switch-hitting second baseman. Um, mm. uh, 849 OPS last year. Again, kids, the hitting matters. Um, 33 home runs. Uh, he was hurt in 22 and 21. He also had 30 home runs. There was a world in baseball history where that didn't exist from a second baseman. Mm. Um, and Ozzy Albies doing that as a switch hitter. Um, you see this guy a lot, y'all. I mean, he's an absolute nightmare, Jake. I mean, I wouldn't wish him upon anybody. He is one of the most pure hitters I've been able to watch in the NL East. He led all switch hitters in home runs last year as a second baseman, mind you. And yeah. I'm willing to fully admit that I was on the underrating, or I guess people are overrating Ozzy Albies train before last season, and then he put up those numbers and rightfully shut me up because he is incredibly good. He is a four-war easy player because he's not a negative defensively at all, and he hits maybe better than anybody else in this entire tier. Uh, he deserves to be here. And just your annual reminder, 
Seven mil this year. Seven mil next year. Team option for seven mil. Team option, Jake. Team option for seven mil in 2027. There's two? There's two. There's two. It's a, uh, it's a nightmare, So, Jake. I, uh, it's a nightmare. I hope Ozzy can be good for four <laughs> more seasons so he can get the bag he deserves to get. Um, and that's a brutal ask. Uh, I hope, I hope every can. car dealership in Atlanta <laughs> is giving him every. Go buy your car from Ozzy Albies. Uh, four, four War Easy and Jolliver, you're an NL East man. Mm. I think Bryson Stott has a compelling argument. Yeah, man. I mean, he's a piece for the Phillies. I, I think he, um, him and Ozzy are very interesting because they are caught in lineups where everyone is really good. So maybe they don't get the shine they deserve. And Stott is obviously a defensive whiz, but he also hit like really well last year uh, and has kind of shown up in the playoffs for them as well. Um, he's a really fun player to watch a former first round pick. So like, again, he's, he's part of the plan uh, in this Phillies infield, which BBD loves mm. so dearly. Um, his thing uh, that I think a lot of people uh, didn't notice is that his last month kind of stunk and it tanked a lot of the mm. stats for the year. At the end of August, he was a 790 OPS guy, which would have put him in much more favorable OPS plus territory. Um, so I think he's a four-word easy guy. He was 4.3 last year. I think he's going to get better this year because we're only really seeing the beginnings of Bryson Stott. And uh, again, just another... Great second baseman, and there's still one we haven't mentioned in the NL East that I have to watch uh, day in and day out terrorize my Mets. I know the stolen bases numbers took a jump last year, obviously, new rules. Uh, 31 stolen bases from Bryson yeah. Stott. Uh, 15 homers, uh, 32 doubles, uh, 280. So, yeah, I mean, I, I thought he was going to be their shortstop of the future. I like the way he played shortstop. They... Happened to have an owner that said, hey, why don't we sign Trey Turner? Bryson Sod said, that's good by me. <laughs> um, that I, I will be interested, and this isn't to be rude, but baseball happens quick. For any player, it can go up or go down fairly quickly. More guys down, if I'm being honest. There could be a chance we look back at this list next year and Bryson Stott is almost like, a, oh, my God, we thought pencil him for four war? Mm-hmm. In theory, he should be. He's a young, good ball player that should be getting better in a good lineup. But I don't know. It's just how baseball works sometimes. I'm not saying it's going to be Bryson, but that's why people do lists every year because it changes quickly. Um, but I don't know. I'll, I'll be interesting to see if he lives up to that because he should. Yeah. Um, what, it, uh, it, it leads to another discussion that I think we'll have later because this tier has the chance to get fat. Because there's a lot Ooh, of good second basemen. Like that. Um, there's two more or three more. Math. Three more that we should highlight. You um, go. That already cleared for war and then some last year. Okay. Fun fact. There's nobody who is above three and below four. So we, there's a drop off after these guys. And that's kind of the point of the category. Kind of cool. Mm. Um, you're good enough. You're going to get four. Nico Horner, Cattell Marte, Luis Arias, all 4.9 or more, and they all kind of did it in different ways, which I love. Luis Arias, batting champ. Nico Horner, maybe the best defensive glove on here. And then Cattell Marte, a little bit of everything. It's great. 
It's a unique grouping of players. Uh, Arise, who part of the conversation last year was chasing four bills, batting average-wise. Crazy. Um, came down from that. Uh, still put together a very nice season. Uh 393 on base, 354 batting wow. average. Uh, the problem for him for a while was finding a position. Uh, I think the defense still isn't pretty, but when you can do that. When you hit like he hits. Doesn't matter. Doesn't really matter. Um, Cattell Marte, obviously Jake Snake's chipping in here. Switch hitter. Had moved around a lot. Center field, shortstop, second base. Kind of locked in now, uh, and I know this postseason a lot of people got to watch him yeah. a lot. I mean, 25 career war. Um, last year's stats, an 844 OPS, 25 home runs. Oh. Yeah. And if uh, if we want to do money talk again, that's another contract that yeah. looks awesome for Arizona. Not quite to the degree of Ozzy Albies with the whole $7 million thing, but for a player that was going to get MVP votes like Cattell Marte, the fact that you're getting him next year for $13 million, I think you're pretty darn happy with that because he does it on all sides of the ball, man. I mean, you have to see it firsthand in the playoffs with that hit streak. Um, it's really nice to see him return to form. Uh, especially after like that 2019 season, you could right. you could have written it off a little bit because the numbers they pop there. 329 batting average, 32 bombs, 10 swipes, an OPS near a thousand. But last year he was you know, he proved that he's this kind of player, which is really exciting for Snakes fans because uh, he is a cog in that machine. He's not the guy, but he's a really good player. He's a guy. He's a guy. Corbin Carroll's the guy though. He is the guy. He's the guy. Um. Nico Horner, we've kind of covered. Yeah, a little bit. five war guy last year, won the gold glove, 40 plus stolen bases, is getting better. Um, yeah. 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 We like Nico mm. Horner. I would like him on my team. I'm going to look at his stats one more time. Um, do we I, like th that he goes by Nico? I kind of do. Does he have another option? Says Nick Nicholas. Is oh. he the, he's the only Nico in baseball history, huh? You look up Nico, he's, there's no one else there. Okay, then I love it. Kind of love you it. You win. Stanford man like Trev. Um, 283, 346. Yeah, not a ton of pop, but 43 stolen bases and a gold glove. <laughs> Do you, Nico Horner? We're all about it. 43, wow. Uh, and Damn. yeah, you know about that Arise guy, so. Yeah. I, I do have one more. I think it's time to bring up because you think he's firmly at least at this level. Yeah. Yes. He's new to the position. Yep. That's that's that is news this week as we're recording this. Xander Bogarts. Yeah. <laughs> no argument against it. Um, I'm excited. It was tough. Should rack up even more defensive war there. It was tough to draw the line in my head where being an obnoxious Yankee fan actually was when Xander was a Red Sox. Um, there was times when his defense was lackluster mm. at shortstop, to say the least, and I couldn't tell how much of that was me being biased or how much of that was what. Xander Bogarts is going to hit. Um, he's Zoe's like, favorite player ever. He's had a 120 OPS plus for the last... Six seasons? Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, um, and 
I have a theory developing. Maybe it'll be a Jolly Olive video one day. Um, when guys move off a shortstop and mm. go back, go to second base, uh, I think it's less wear and tear in the body. I think it's less of a mental exercise that, biasly, we've seen Glaber Torres do that in recent years. I know Nico Horner came up and was playing a little shortstop. I know a lot of guys move off shortstop, um, but I, I think that can only mean good thing for Xander Bogarts who he had his career high in stolen bases last year with 19. Yeah, I was going to mention How about that. one bomb and one swipe from a 2020 season, and you can kind of mark that up and go, ooh, well, that's interesting for Xander. Um, big thing here, which I'm, I'm curious to see how he starts next year, uh, Xander Bogart's had a torrid month of September where he had an 1,100 OPS, and that really, like even things out for him at year's end because it was looking so good in August. He was, a, he was a terrible sandwich with great bread. Yes. April and September, he was hot. Uh, and I, his numbers landed in a great place, and I think it's kind of like that first-year contract thing that we see with a lot of players. I think he's going to be good next year, and I think second base is only going to help uh, because it's exactly what Jake said. Uh, and even regardless of whatever defensive woes you might encounter with him, he's been well over above four war for each of the past, mm-hmm. like Jake said, five or six full seasons. Can't count 2020, so well, five full that, seasons. That one six war in 2020, that, is on, that was on pace for a 4-8. Exactly. So, so he's clearing right it easily every year, including last year, that was like the, a weird one I got for something. him and the Padres. Hey, let's play a fun game. You guys like games? I like games. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Currently on the four war easy list. Andre Jimenez, Ozzy Albies, Bryson Stock, Tel Marte, Nico Horner, Luis Arise, and Xander Bogarts. Good list. You're the GM <laughs> of the expansion. What team was building a stadium the other day? Salt Lake? Portland Pioneers. I know Passon had an article, I think today. Kind of saying Nashville and Salt Lake City. Tell me, I think it's runners. happening. Like he, I think the Salt Lake government, about it like it, it will happen. Salt Lake government was like, "This is the plan for our new MLB stadium," and everyone was like, "You don't have a team, though." Um, contracts do not matter. It's Huge. one season mm. for the 2024 season. If you had to pick one of the four war easy second basemen, who would you pick? I think I have my answer actually pretty quick. Okay. Um, we talked about how, like, Nico's the defensive whiz. Luis is the pure hitter. Andres, defensive whiz. If I'm going for, like, who's going to be my franchise guy mm-hmm. of my expansion team, I have to pick the guy that I think is the most well-rounded because if he does everything great, that takes him to MVP caliber level. And for me, that is Cattell Marte. Interesting. Um, it's kind of between him and Xander for me in terms of like what guy could really be like a guy guy for a team. We've seen Cattell do it. I know that he's been off and on, but I really do think last year was a sign of who he really is as a ball player. Um, 
And Xander, I have to see it at second base. I know it's kind of like he's a shortstop. He can play second base. But, like, I have to see how he makes that adjustment and if he can be consistent offensively compared to last year. Whereas Cattell, he did it on a national stage. Like, that kind of it does it for me. Okay. So, I think if I'm picking one from this really, really, really good group of six, it is Cattell. BBD? Hmm. I could be talked into just about any of these guys. For me, I think I lean Xander. Mm. The composition of last year is is kind of freaking me out, but in general, every year he really hits. He'll field at least enough for second base to be good. Clears four more easily. Um, so I, th- I think he's my guy. Just I, I feel more locked into what I'm going to get on the hole from him. But the month by month, Stats last year are a little freaky. But that, that's not like typical of them. That's just what last year was. I'm excited for Social's team to make a graphic uh, because no answer is wrong. Mm. My initial heart jumped to Ozzy Albies. The prob- my heart jumped to him first, too. And problem is loosely used here, but against right-handed pitching... And this has always been the way for him. It he was an eight oh three OPS last year, which again is very good for this exercise. He kills lefties three ninety one a one dot oh two three versus lefties. So when you see a lefty, you now have an MVP level player in your mm. lineup, which that's pretty nice. Sure. And against righties, you still have a very good le- level player, but you see a lot more righties. I think I still go Ozzy. Um, he's going to be 27 next year. Um, 33 homers last season. Uh, there's no wrong answer. There's not. There's not. But it. I don't know. It also doesn't. Part of it doesn't feel right. Jake, Some, something about his OPS plus year to year didn't compute in my head when I was variance. looking at him. I was like, like by OPS plus last year's the clear outlier. I was like, what? It's just, Something about him just doesn't feel right when trying to hyperfixate on on who he is compared to these guys. It's a little bit of the injury stuff, I think, too. Because um, if he's healthy, he's the best hitter in this crop, I think. Um, but what that exercise or that game, if you will, did for me was it kind of told me that there there is a line after these guys. Because yes. I, I look at the field below them, there's a lot of interesting seasons and a lot of interesting tools for all the guys that we have yet to list, but I don't think they, they fit into four war easy. I think there's another tier below it. No. And I, I'll, I'll start off with a name that probably a lot of people may assume we'd talk about earlier. Glaber Torres. Sure. Um, seen the life cycle of Glaber Torres. I think he has one or two four war seasons. 2019 um, has to be there. Right. And a yes. cut. No, it's funny. A couple of these guys have very juicy 2019s. <laughs> um, him, Cattell, Xander. <laughs> I was wrong. 2019 is not there. Is a three. He's a shortstop. 20, 2022, believe it or not, he forward. Right. I was, I was a little surprised. Either way, the point is he's not stumbling into forward. Right. He's got to put together a good offensive season, and he needs to do enough defensively, which... Um, he has lapses defensively uh, that have hurt over the years. He's not a great base runner uh, where a lot of these guys are getting base running points. Um, almost anyone we've mentioned above Glaber Torres on this list currently can run 
outside of Arise, who won the batting title and is... Don't need him to run. ...be hitting, and probably Xander Bogarts, who outran him last year and has been hitting for the past six years to a decade. Um, so I think Glaber Torres is a Dan Ugla. He's out there to hit. Mm. He's not really out there for his defense. Um, and I, I say it in kind of a good way, again, with this Dan Ugla category. Glaber can really hit. It yeah. felt like a light bulb went off last year. He is still very young. I know that used to be the joke, um, but he's 27 for this whole season. Um, so, yeah, I like that spiel. I mean, contract year for him, so you could be seeing potentially a really good version of him. Uh, I have another name that I, I think fits here. I don't want to be disingenuous to him because he did win Rookie of the Year not long ago. I've got him here. Um, yeah, he, Donnie. Jonathan India, he hits for sure. And he gets a little bit of the great American ballpark factor going there. But at the same time, eighth percentile and outs above average and first career is a 105 OPS plus, And he hits more home runs than I think you'd expect from a second baseman, which is what the Dan Ugla category is. So he is kind of here with Glaber, in my opinion. It's a little, little bit of a pivot year for Jonathan India. And there's been a lot of trade rumors. Mm, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, coming off that rookie of the year that is his best season, he was hurt in 22, and he missed a chunk of games last year that now we're talking about position battles in Cincinnati. I do think, uh, and this is my Eddie Rosario theory of baseball, um, where you hit in a lineup matters. Yeah. Um, and in 2023, Jonathan India led off a lot. He hit third a lot. Those were his two most common locations in the lineup. Yeah. So that means something. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Like, I... It's what you said before. It's baseball happens fast. Like, Jonathan India was in, like, cornerstone conversations when he won Rookie of the Year for, like, okay, we're looking at the future of a Cincinnati team. And then the future kind of happened last year with McLean, with De La Cruz, with Spe with Steer. And he kind of got, he kind of became an afterthought a little bit. So I'm, I'm curious to see what exactly the plan is with him. But obje objectively, as it stands right now, he's a bat for a second baseman. Yes. Yeah. And it, it, I think he's penciled to like DH because, again, they're just running out of spots. Try so out that some first tryouts. Sounds third. like Ugla. Um, I think this is an interesting one that I, I think falls into it easily is Brandon Lau. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Kind of landed there ra wow. rather easily for me. I mean, yeah. if Brandon Lau pops. 30-plus next year, no one is surprised. Um, I don't think he's really truly been out there for his defense. They've also moved him around uh, earlier on in his career. Last year, it looks like he only played second base or DH'd. Um, in 109 games last year, he hit 21 homers. Yeah. Um, a 113 OPS plus. In 2021, 39. Jeez. I, f I always forget that he did that. Um, career 126 OPS plus. Yeah, he, he's weird, man, because the if you're an ounce above average person, it's a little inconsistent. It's pretty much mm -hmm. bad every year. A lot year. of year-to-year -year variance with Except him. last year. Last year, it's actually pretty good, but he's never been a, a positive D-War guy above like 0.5. So if you want to go by that, I think that works. And he is a, a home run bat in the middle of the race lineup. That's kind of what they like him for. So I don't hate it, honestly. I don't hate him being there. Yeah. When is he? Of course. And if Rays fans want to start yelling at us, saying he fields, 
I'll I'll take both of them on. Yeah, I mean, honest eye <laughs> test and raise, like, let me know. I mean, Brandon Lau's always been fine, but it's also... I've never looked at him and thought bad. No. Yeah, I, it's it's also never felt like a threat of don't don't hit it that way. Also one four-war season. But not a lot of guys can hit 39 home runs, and he's done that. And right. not a juice ball year. I guess 21 they had a little giddy-up, but nothing like... Nothing like previous. Jake, okay. in India, Lau, Torres, all won four-war season. They've all put it together for one year, but just They're not capable. consistent enough to be in that upper echelon. So I think they fit here. I think another guy that can go there, he has some massive seasons, and he's been moved around, and he's always rumored to be traded. Jorge Polanco, man. Yeah. Finally guys, happened. Guys Guys had a, guys had a lot. Let's... Every time I bring up his page, I get a little shocked. He's another poor percentile ranking ounce above average, but he's just been hitting forever. OPS pluses from 2018, not including 2020. 110, 121, 125, 115, 115. I mean, 19 and 21, he's really good for the Twins, but I'm, I don't know if he's that guy anymore. Yeah, I mean, the 33 home runs, I, I value switch hitting. Yeah, totally. Um, so the Mariners. And this guy has hit for his career. Uh, although a lot of contract years, it feels like goes to die in Seattle. So yeah. I don't love that for him. Yeah, um, Oscar. But my guy, my guy has stayed hitting throughout his career. Um, so if we're all on the same again. page, okay. we, have, we have seven guys left. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have, I have eight, I think. I have eight. You have eight. We didn't place Renhifo yet. We, I have Renhifo placed. Okay. I haven't placed him. Uh, I think I've got one that I'd rather move on quickly because otherwise it could lead to a 10-minute conversation. Oh, no. Kevin Biggio is Adam Frazier. Sure. Gets on base. He did for the second half of last season. <laughs> kind of love that. He, he's Adam he's been tortured a little bit by the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. He's moved around a lot. He's been out of the lineup. I hope it clicked for him last year. Adam Frazier's a little bit same story. He's been forced to just like go play some left field, sure. right field yep. a little bit. Yep. I think probably a get along too. pregame when you see guys running to get loose. They'd say lefty. hi by second base. What's up, man? How's everything? I'm Good? super cool with that. Season's getting you. Yeah, but the my problem is that not a lot of the guys we have left fit anywhere. I think I have one. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Might have one. Might be the same one. I think Nolan Gorman is Dan Ugla. Mm. I haven't looked at the defensive numbers, but he hits. He does hit. He can. His numbers for a young second baseman. Negative D war both both years in the show. Ah, but uh, Cards are very like excited about him. It's a compliment. I have Glaber Torres in the same category. Like that's true. I keep yeah. I have to train my brain to say that Dan Ugla is not a bad category. Like 236, 328, and eight hundred five OPS. That's very nice from a twenty three year old second baseman. I admit that. Um, yeah. But also, what does that turn into? What There's does dreams it turn of into? more? Yeah, because I think you have to think like, what what he was twenty three last year. I mean, we were just talking about how, like, Bryce Trang, he's 23. You could figure it out. Right. Gorman's already doing this at 23. So what is he in three years? You know what I mean? He That's takes what some goes steps to the brain. bat, make all the plays you need to at second. I think he could have. I think he can get to forward easy, easy. But he he's shown me yet. no signs he's not going to hit. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I'm not mad. 
27 homers in 119 games last year. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a hitter. I saw Trevor Plouffe draft him Mm. in a homer draft. Did he really? Like Trevor Goof. And and I might have been his teammate. Okay. What is Jeff McNeil? Hmm. It's tough, dude. I mean, he's one of the guys that I feel like doesn't really fit anywhere. He's not for war easy, although he is a he's a treat to watch play. In my head, he he feels utility. Like I I don't even refer to him really as second base because he plays like just as much outfield. Um Last year, he was around league average hitting, even though the year before, he's a batting champ, MVP vote, silver slugger. And he's had two five-war seasons, Jake. Mm. Like, that's no slouch. Like, that's a guy that's done it. He's just, he's not consistent. And Mets fans are very understanding of this at this point, that he's one of these guys that makes me feel like we need another tier. But I don't, I don't know what it is and where it goes. I guess for me, and, and who in other tiers now fall into that? Maybe I'm maybe I'm not interpreting the category exactly the right way, but yeah. Jeff McNeil's out there to hit, right? I I don't know if you can comfortably say that. Okay, because you can't, I don't think you can make him a Dan Ugly because he is a plus defensively. Like that's where a lot of his value came. Yeah, he hasn't year. had a negative D war season. No crazy positive ones, but I think it's, I think that set struggles with guys that move around. He's 83rd percentile outs above average last year, 95th the year before, like one of the best fielders okay. in baseball. Okay. 91st the year before that. I'm I'm willing to put him on pause for a second. I think we ha- I don't cuz I don't know. I'm willing to put him on pause. He might, I, he I might open the floodgates for another tier. I can't in good conscience argue to put him with those guys in four easy right now because he's not there. He's just not. The, there's a guy who I am similarly to him struggling to figure out where he is placed, and that's Matt McClain. Yeah. Who did not clear four war but is a, a good glove in my head. He's only going to get better. He's moving. I, it seems like... Not going to play a lot of shortstop. I think they'll still be he'll still be involved there, but that should be a positive. In, in second. eighty nine games, he had a three seven WAR. He only played eighty nine games. Over is he four WAR? Is he? So he's four. I think I there's look, a discussion. I thought he played like well over a hundred. It's just a like, really right. tough sport. This guy's a first round pick. All of the Reds hit last year, which makes everyone just feel weird about it, <laughs> except their top guys, Ellie. I think we need to. I think we need to Can bounce we, back to BBD's idea before the draft. I think it's a solid tier. I know you don't like. I don't turn even the think, lights off and kiss. You want to do that? Maybe that's my usual go to. I don't think it's a mean tier. What's the tier? The tier that BBD thought of. I don't want to take credit for it. It's. For war, not so easy. These guys can do it, but there's the consistency, or we haven't seen enough of them yet, or there's a missing part of their game. But they're not Dan Ugler or Darwin Barney. They're more well-rounded than that. Thoughts? I'm in a I'm in a tough spot. Jimmy, give me a dollar. Zach Giloff. He was good. Zach Geloff was really good. <laughs> really good. 
Matt McClain was really good. Like you can't call them. Yeah. But I can't bank on four war. You can't bank on it. You don't know. Played 69 games, Zach Geloff. It was really good. So between four war easy and Dan Ugla, I guess four war not easy. I guess it's just tough because it could be easy for Matt McClain. It could be. I don't sure. know. I'm not shutting that down. By any means. I can't pencil it in right now. But, like, it makes placing McNeil, Geloff, and even, like, Bryson Stott a lot easier. Stott's I'd be one. comfortable with him. and I'd be a little more comfortable with him not even. Because Stott doesn't feel like he's part of that group either. He feels like the odd one out in that were easy category right like i if i'm using my own arguments against me where does bryson stott hit in a lot of lineups seven eight i guess it depends on the team i mean he's on oh, a yeah, very, I, he's I on a very on a he's on team. a very good team i see what you're saying i that, misunderstood the question but no i guess i'm trying to think if bryson's like i looked at nico horner nico horner was at the top of the lineup a lot I mean, they're kind of similar hitting profiles you can even repose your question from before about which one you would pick i don't I don't think anyone would have said no one jumped to stop. Mm -hmm. So that's my rationale there. Fangrass has him penciled in at six. I think that's some breaking up righty stuff with, with the Phillies, but yeah, it's good. Another name, another name we haven't really mentioned who is young and very good is Eddie Julian. He's Dan Ugla for me right now. 381 on base. And he hit last year. He really hit, and, and but the fielding is bad. Until they moved off Polanco, they were going to just put him at first and park it. But I'm just worried if we're... I guess let's create this new category. We can make it for war... Difficult. Dif- difficile. Um, Creative Because if Eddie Julian can't play defense He has to be a really good offensive player He might be Dan Ugla To be 4 war Because he wasn't close to 4 war last year And he had more games than McLean and Geloff The problem is dude This guy might be able to really 381 on base Yeah it's something Like this guy So okay let's let's craft this tier He has a chance to be like special Because I think everyone we just talked about Or referenced Like goes here Stott, McNeil, Geloff, McLean, Julian, and I think you can argue for McLean, but the games is tough for me, dude. He hasn't played a lot. It's true. He hasn't played a lot. I guess I just, I thought I had a fake epiphany of mm. labeling it something like chance to be special, mm. but it changes what, the definition. What do, you, what do you label a rise? Right. Like, um, Hey, what about Bullet? I haven't really talked about him. I love Tyro. He's awesome. He almost doesn't have a cut. Because he's he's like a two-war easy. Yeah, I know. He's two- <laughs> like he's going to do just enough offensively, just enough defensively to be two-war, which, again, we're... Not the problem on your team. We're kind of finding out is <laughs> among second baseman isn't the most valuable asset. Um, it's not Dan Ugla, though. Although I love myself some Tyro Estrada. Um... Let me look at Tyro's numbers one more time. <laughs> Poor Tyro. I don't know where to put him. 120. He's a plus hitter. He's just like average. <laughs> <laughs> um, four war, not as easy. 
His range factor is hundredth percentile, so I think we just put he might be bullet as a middle tier in all capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> Do we? I kind of want to put bullet Frazier. That feels disrespectful. You think so? I'd he be hits. interested in the bullet tier that's between Ugla and Barney. And do we put Tyro and Renhifo together? They're just bullet. <laughs> Those two are. I kind of like bullet. that. Yeah, they go. They're not Adam Frazier. Jake, you're getting exasperated. That's what I was worried I about. Don't. All right, Adam Fraser having a friend there in Cavan. I'm I, I'm comfortable. That's with nice. That is nice. I'm, I'm pushing for him to be involved. I'm putting names on the board because I need to stop looking at them off the board. I think I'm, we landed in a good. Place. I'm putting Julian as four war not easy for now. Yeah, I think mm. there's an ugly. I just discussion. can't bank on it. I think there's an ugly discussion. Uh, Jeff McNeil, four war not as easy. Matt McLean, four war not as easy, which just feels bizarre because he. Almost did it easily, but it's hard to believe that's going to happen again. Zach Galoff? Yeah, dude. He was the only reason besides Brent Rooker to watch the A's. He was good. He's going to play. And he's going to play. Really hit positive defense in 70 games. He got 2-6 war in 69 games. Nice. So, okay. I guess this is where... This is where tears in my head are bumping a little bit. Okay. Because the game we played with four were easy of who would you pick. I think that's a fun, great baseball conversation. I think if we if you pulled the 30 MLB GMs, I think some Jimenez's would come back. Mm-hmm. I think Albies would come back. I think Cattell would come back. I think, I think Arise, Arise would, come back. would come back. I think Bogarts would come back. Yeah. Would Nico? Maybe. But Nico gets it, four wards. I guess if Jimenez, you'd say they get a couple votes. Yeah, it's um, that ilk. For four war, not as easy, which I currently have Eddie Julian, Jeff McNeil, Matt McClain, Zach Giloff. And Stott I have there, too. You lowered him? I lowered him because of what we said before. Okay, I'll do it, but I don't I lowered him. him. I, don't feel, I don't feel kind about it. I like him. I mean, is If he does it one more year, he's... For we're easy, I think, but like Brandon Lau versus Zach Galoff next year. Brandon Lau versus Jeff McNeil. I would take Galoff, and I would take Lau. Jorge Polanco versus Julie. I don't know. It feels like we're giving guys some stripes before they've earned them. Defense matters. The Twins literally picked. Julian over defense Polanco. matters. I think that's my Twins majority. Literally did pick Julian over Polanco. It's a good point. Like I think the only thing I I discuss here really is maybe Gorman goes up. That's kind of it. Glaber's proved he's not a glove guy. Lau has proved he's a power bat first. India, who knows? They're not. They're thinking about not playing him at second. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is kind of funny. Eddie Julian. Being on the line above Polanco, Matt McClain being on the line above Jonathan India. It's who they chose. It kind of is perfect. And I'm going to rearrange it so they're literally above yeah. them. You swear on you swear on my life that Jeff McNeil's better than Glaber Torres. I would take Jeff, but I'm wearing a Mets hat, so like take that with a heavy grain of salt. And the Mets lineup needs home runs, so maybe you're, you need Glaber, but like. I'd take Jeff. 
I've seen what Jeff can be. Jeff has two five war seasons. Glaber has none. And then what's going on with Tyro and Red Hefo? I think they're in their own land. I think they're bullet. I think they're bullet. That's below Dan Ugla? I I have bullet as below Ugla above Darwin. I think I'm with you. Because they kind of do both, just not particularly well. They're two war guys. What? Do you not like him? I mean, I do. It's just I... We can call it two war easy if you want. I don't hate that. Because Dan Ugla had a couple four war seasons. We can do two war easy. Okay. And then does anyone end? <laughs> You're so there? upset. Oh, God. I just I accidentally clicked the wrong way. You're so upset. Um, okay. So that's. I like two war easy. After Dan Ugla. After Dan Ugla. This is Renhifo and, and Bullet. Too war easy. Although, what is Frazier doing on a season-to-season basis? And then does anyone else end up there? No, Frazier hasn't had two wars since 2021. Okay. Um, yeah. Those guys can really hit. Yeah. Maybe put Adam Frazier above Darwin Barney. Adam Frazier. Yes. Yeah. Because I'd rather have those guys. I think I would. I'd agree with you. And then I think that's it. Okay. I. I think it's. You're. This is the most conflicted I've seen you. Are you getting flashbacks? This feels better than left field. Left field. Left field. Left field. Like a disaster. This. This feels right. I do feel like the four war not easy crew is being disrespected. Really. Or excuse me, I think the, the I think crew. the Dan Ugla crew is being respected a little bit because it's almost the devil you don't know. It's I was gonna say that exact thing. It's it's a they're a victim of having more playing time. There's no mystery to those guys, if that makes sense. Like we kind of know who each of them are. Maybe not Gorman, which is why I was okay with potentially moving them up. But that's who they are. They hit and they hit well. They're limited by their defense. Like they could be DHs. You know what I mean? Like you can I DH them in a game and you're not mad. Exactly. That's true. Like, nobody in 4 war not so easy. I wouldn't put any of them as DH except for maybe Julian. But if he's playing second base. He, he's he's hits at a, a little bit above what I've seen those guys hit in recent years. Yeah. He hit substantially more than that in the one year. Okay. This I was think. a good one. I've been convinced. Yeah. I'm. This was fun. Second base, man. This is... Uh, Again, when I was doing them as top 10, um, there's a lot of guys that have compelling arguments. Brandon Lau goes for 40 homers this year. Um, we might look foolish. So, it's the game. From the top, can he play baseball? <laughs> Mookie Betts could win MVP. Marcus Simeon and Jose Altuve. Four war easy. Jimenez, Albies, Marte, Horner, Arise. Xander Bogarts, new to the second base list. Four war not as easy. Eddie Julien, Jeff McNeil, Matt McClain, Zach Gilauf, and Bryson Stott ended up down there, which it felt like he got four war kind of easy. 4.3. But it does look balanced out. Uh, Dan Uglas, Jorge Polanco, Glaber Torres, Jonathan India, Brandon Lau, Nolan Gorman, man, those are guys that just aren't going to hurt your team at all. Ah, two war easy, Tyrone Renhifo. Love it. I almost just want to put 
What are the, what are the California teams? Uh, San Diego doesn't count. I was gonna try to put all them on a line. Uh, yeah, that'd be Dragon Goloth. Adam Frazier is Adam <laughs> Frazier and Kevin Biggio. That's awesome. Uh, Darwin Barney. How about this? Brendan Rodgers and Nikki Lopez. They didn't. They didn't have that. They can pick it. And then become Dan or Darwin. Some guys will probably have stronger feelings about next year. Some young bloods on here. Jordan mm. Westberg, Bryce Terang, Colt Keith, Yover Piguero, Vaughn Grisham, and Luis Garcia. Man, that's a young <clears throat> crop. Did Jordan Westberg do anything last it was, year? It was an 100 OPS plus. 68 games. 68? Yeah, right? I didn't know. I don't know. Is he Adam Frazier? No. 1.2 war in that no. time. I don't know if that's too war easy too yet. Too easy. No, I think we'll find out. We don't know yet. We'll let them decide. Guys, girls, thank you again. Thank you to Jolly Olive. Second base, that middle tier. That's uh, Whew. what's uh, pulling pulling string? Pulling teeth. What's the phrase when something's so? Narrow. Threading the needle. Oh. Comment below. What did we get wrong? Who did you get right? Thank you to King Beebs. We'll be back next week.